proudest day, and the proudest time, and the, the seat of a relic here. Because that day, and that hour, and those minutes, I got the butt between my teeth. You know, I really stood up and was counted and said, this is not getting away. I remember when we pulled on our helmets, and, and, and Donald says to me, what are we doing? I said, we're going for gold, Barrett. That's all we said. I can still pick to that run. That was just the best, best run ever. Welcome along to Crunching Gears, the Rally Podcast, Season 2, Episode 35. We're going to talk rallying once again, and Connor, with another jam-packed show, we have Kyle White and Sean Topping, the, the recent junior British champions, and then we also catch up with two navigators who have a bit of a tale is Gary McElhaney and Martin Brady. They've done the recent uh, Malton Rally and then they're also going to compete together on the Harvest Rally coming up this weekend too. So probably quite enough weekend on the stages here past, but the Malton Rally looked quite good. It did indeed. No, very interesting. And, you know, as you say, like it, it, it's we've acquired her at home, but it's a great opportunity now to catch up with people as well. That's for sure, that's for sure. And like from an Irish point of view, like we had uh, Alan Carmichael finishing second, and then Andrew Purcell and Martin Brady finishing third. And then, you know, a good few of the historic guys over there as well. If you guys still doing the prep for the RAC and all there as well, um, you know, Gary McHenry then he'll tell us about the, the Stratus, which seemed to be the, the star of the show. <laughs> the, the amount of photos and videos I've seen of the Stratus over the last few days, it seemed, you know, it has caught a lot of attention. But uh, I think, first of all, you know, we did, we mentioned it last week, Kyle White uh, claiming the, the JBRC title. You know, we know how much this young fellow has went through over the last few years trying to claim this title. Comes so close and there's so many hard luck stories. It was finally good to see him himself, himself and Sean pull it together there, uh, you know, two weekends ago now at this stage. I look. Kyle and Sean have put the work in. They really have done the grunt. And, you know, they're doing things on a shoestring budget. And they've had issues with the car, you know, during, you know, on a couple of the rallies during during, during the season. So, and, and again, on the Cambrian as well, they had issues. So, you know, they, they really have done very well to pull it all together and, and make it happen this year. For sure, you know. Like, you know, Kyle's always quick to stress about the small team that's pulling, making mm. this happen. Like, it's himself, his dad, and another one other man, and then Sean helping out them from the can as well. And like you know, the way they speak about you know, like people, you know, men, your kids, wives, everybody, you know, everybody's involved. Everybody's making sacrifices to make this happen. So I think we'll hear from the two guys. So I'm joined now by the junior British Rally champions, Kyle White and Sean Topping. Kyle, we're a week after the the, the events of the Cambrian. I would say it still sounds good to hear that being called junior British champion at long last. Yeah, it's just it's weird somebody saying it to you because my whole life I've been hearing people being British champion, junior British champion, and uh, just to put my name in with such of them, you know, them names is just, uh, yeah, it's been a whirlwind of a week, <laughs> I can assure you. Yeah. And like, Sean, for yourself, you know, like you've seen the, the sacrifices, the hard work that's been going on, and like Kyle has put everything into this the last few years, like through everything, through COVID, through, you know, adversity, he has, per, you know, persevered and to finally get it over the line, I'm saying, uh, just were two happy men last Saturday evening. Yes, it was a bit of a surreal moment when I went over the finish line there last Saturday. And just as you say, it's been a lot of hard work by Kyle, his dad, Alan and myself. 
And like as Kyle says, we're a wee small team and there's sacrifices being made in the background, you know, like as by Kyle's wife, Natalie, my own wife and all I got there. There's a whole juggling session when it comes to even like when you put the background, like there's children to be minded and stuff, everything, all, all the wee small pieces of people, you know, put together to make the bigger goal. And that's what actually makes it all the more special that the, really the, we're our small team and as Kyle would quickly say too, and when we go away, it's banter from start to finish, you know. And uh, I think that's that's what it's all about. Like, really, we keep each other going. But then when we get in the car to do the racky, everything's took serious. When we do our preparations for the event, everything's took serious. And when we're in the car actually doing the rally, it's serious. But uh, the road sections there, we can keep each other going. The start and the finish and all, we keep each other going. But... Yeah, it's been very special and they're like it hasn't really I don't think for me it's actually sunk in, you know what I mean? Because you're quickly thrown back into your work and then when you get back into your work everything else goes out the window. But uh <laughs> no, even a friend there texted me the other day and he says, uh, just now that you're British champion, does that mean you don't wave at people? <laughs> and I at all, you know. I'm not there, but uh, no it is it's brilliant because when I grew up watching the British Championship, I never thought that I'd be doing it, never mind winning it, you know. Um, like you used to stand and watch Gwyneth Evans and stuff. And I think, in fairness, that's the beauty of our sport. We like nowadays you get like so Gwyneth Evans doing the rallies just for fun, so he'd be just he'd get chatting to him and all. And uh, like I actually was chatting him there over in Aberystwyth, and he I said, But remember watching you when I was young, Gwyneth, and all like that. And he says, Stop it, Sean, you're making me feel old, but now. <laughs> I'm the one that getting older, but no, it is. It's great. It's great to see, and I really wanted to, as I said at the time when we finished, I, I really wanted to win it for two men, and that was Gary White and Alan Porter, you know, and I wanted Kyle obviously to get it too. Like obviously, yeah. uh-huh. no, it's been great. Yeah, I like Kyle. You know, your dad and Alan have put so mm-hmm. much into this. Like, you know, yes, there, you know, there's time. Time is a big thing. Money, you know, money. Yes, indeed, but time and effort never knows that those two men have put in for you guys. Like, money couldn't buy that for you. No, money couldn't buy. Uh, I don't think this year I had a choice but to win it because my dad told me if I don't win it, I wasn't allowed to come home. So he was going to leave me over there. But uh, no, it was, as you say, it was just, it was nice to reward them after all the hard work they've put in because not only are they, you know, not only are they running the rally car, they bought the rally car. They're organising travel, they're organising insurance, they're organising hotels. They've done everything just between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And like, it's so difficult to, work, to comprehend the work they've put in. And it was just, yeah, whenever I crossed the line, it wasn't even the fact that it was British champion or anything. It was just the fact that, yeah, I think they deserve that. Yeah, you've done it for them nearly as much as you've done it for yourself. Yeah, they just they just completely deserve it. The work they've put in, and uh, as I say, I wouldn't have been coming home if I didn't do it. So no. I think I would have been rattling a can to say to the road somewhere. <laughs> but uh, no, it was just nice as well for Sean because it was obviously my last year in the junior BRC that I was eligible, and uh, would always say, you know what, we need to get this. It'll basically set us up mm-hmm. for uh, maybe better things to come. But uh, yeah. Since we did it, that's the first time a motor vehicle's made me cry in my life. <laughs> and like you know, to give you know Matt Cotton and Bex Hinton uh, the shout out too. 
they had your like your your dad and Alan was at the end of the stage and they got them involved and got the photos and all like we things like that will be memories that you just will carry with you forever now at this stage yeah well i have actually a couple of photos ordered that are going to be put up on my wall namely the one with me sean my dad and alan and then you also have r and r who who were there at the finish line to congratulate us too but uh Matt and Bax have just been absolutely awesome this the whole way through. Um, uh, I'm going to miss sucking them with a champagne because <laughs> really, one of them between Matt, Bax or uh, Reese Tarrant, one of them's got it. And, uh, hopefully I'm able to do it again, fingers crossed, because it's uh, it's been near enough one of the highlights of our weekends, just doing yeah. that. Yeah, and like you know, I think Sean mentioned there earlier too was you know the like you know going and seeing the likes of Gwandalf and one thing or another like the the BRC and the Irish you know the Ulster and the Circuit Ireland were you know huge parts of me growing up, Sean growing up, yourself growing up as well too. Like so, like the BRC still means something here in Ireland. Yes, it's maybe not the you know the glitz and glamour it was a few years ago, but it's still a prestigious title to get your hands on. Yeah, that's it too. Okay, it it didn't lack, it lacked what would I say? It lacked quant quantity, but not quality this yeah, year. Yeah, uh, the pace, I don't think you could get much quicker anywhere in the world. You have the likes of me, Kyle, who was absolutely on a mission this year. Mm-hmm. So fair play to him for what he did as well. You also had the likes of Max McRae came in. Okay, he didn't get very far, but when he was there, he was on it. Mm-hmm. and uh, yeah just the pace this year was absolutely crazy and then you have obviously Formo and all at the top level and he was basically the pace setter all year but it's nice to see the local guys keeping him honest too you know it just shows the quality he's never out of a car mm-hmm. and for the for our guys to come over and do what they were doing yeah it's just really good to see the sport yeah and like you know if never M sport or you know send one of their guys there to compete they obviously still hold great faith in the the brc as well too you know they're not going to send a car you know the whole team for uh, like for something that they don't feel would be worthwhile marketing to yeah that's it i think yeah uh, everybody had to give him the persona that oh he's so much quicker than everybody else but he's actually a very nice guy to chat to he's very down to the ground Whenever I was chatting to him, I was saying, oh, you're doing really well. You're probably going to win this. And he'd go, oh, no, no, no. Everybody here is very quick. Anybody could win this rally. And for someone like him to come and say something like that, it just shows the quality that, uh, you know, Ireland and the UK as a whole can uh, bring to the table. For sure, for sure. And like, Sean, you know, we, we touched on it earlier, like yourself and Kyle now, this has been a partnership that's been going on for a good few years now. And like, there has been, you know, huge effort into this like coming up from the the c2 and to the 208 r2 and then finally into the, the rally fork yeah like you've seen the way this guy has progressed over the last few years like if the back was there the sky's the limit yes that's i always said like when i sat with kyle for the first time i knew rightly he had uh, big uh cojones would be the word i suppose you could say and there was skill there, and I've seen it straight away. It like I think it was eight or nine years ago now. I'm getting old, my memory's probably forgetting. But <laughs> this every rally we've done, we've, we've done a bit more work and we progressed as we went on. And Kyle's very good in the fact that if you tell him something once, he'll take it on board and listen to it and try it, and he'll give you feedback on it. He's very good that road, and he's very Kyle's nature is he's brilliant at setting the car up the way he likes it. And I think that there's stood us in good stead over the years. You know, Kyle would be very quick to say the car's doing this, the car's doing that. 
And I took Kyle away at the start when we started together and went over stages, you know, just in the road car. Uh, stages local to home, the two of us, you know, and said, right, what would you call this corner? And, you know, done a good bit of work in the notes, which I think stood us both in good stead. And just as every rally went past and went, as you say, from the C2 into 208, you know, it just definitely through time, just we took leaps forward and then we done the Northern Ireland Championship throughout and we done the Irish Forestry and stuff. And just every rally went by, just progressed more and more. And it was great to see. And I think that's part of my enjoyment out of it. You know, it's not just about going fast in a rally car. It's about seeing Kyle learn and Kyle progress. And as you say, I think if we had an this budget, the sky would be the limit. That's definitely. Yeah. And it's been an enjoyable journey. Yeah. And, the, you know, the, there's obviously there's total faith there from your side of the car and his abilities. And his, you know, he's put total faith in you. What you call him, he will drive to that. If you call something flat, he will take it flat. If you tell him to back off, he backs off. So, the, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a very trusted relationship from both sides of the car. It is, yes. Like at the end of the day, I trust him with my life and he trusts uh, his with mine, you know, and stuff. But um, yeah, it's a lot of trust there and you'd need that there. And it's a good friendship at the end of the day too. Like I I would get no satisfaction of sitting with somebody that I couldn't get on with and didn't listen and all that. I couldn't do that. But um, no, there's definitely there's a lot of trust there and you have to have the trust. If you don't have the trust, it'll not work, you know, no matter who you're sitting with. But yes, we we trust the we make good notes and we we drive to our notes and like Kyle has always been like that there, you know, he'll always drive to the limit of his notes, you know. He'll not take an unnecessary risk just to just to get a win, but it generally when he drives his notes it pays off. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and like Kyle, yeah, that that's suppose that is one of the advantages of the BRC as well. It's not very many events you get a chance to do your reggae in the forest, like the, the Irish forest you know, you have to drive to the organizers and you know like yeah, uh, Killian's or Patterson's notes or whatever. To actually get them to do a reggae in the forest, it, it probably helps, you know, both yourself as well to develop as a driver. Yeah, it does. Uh, I was always used to uh, using Patterson Pace notes DVD, uh, which was really helpful. And over the years, it was uh, they've progressed as a Pace note company as well, which is really good to see. I think there was a rally there. We started writing our own notes. I think about two years ago. But uh, we always had a Patterson Pace notebook, you know, to compare to see was it maybe taking too much of a risk or not. And at the start of this year, I think it might have been even, might have been the down rally or something like that. We went to Recce. We didn't have time. Well, I don't even think we had time. I think we're just maybe too lazy because it wasn't a championship round. We just said, you know what, we'll take a Patterson Pace notebook. We'll go out to the Recce and we'll do that. I think on the whole book, I made three changes, to my, and that's my pace notes. Yeah. And I rang, rang Michael Patterson, and Michael, these notes are absolutely fantastic. I says, the only thing, maybe a half long or something changed, but mm-hmm. uh, from then, we've changed back over to Patterson pace notes full time, and that has made such a difference as well. So they've done a load of work behind the scenes, and it's good to have another local company as well like that, you know, bringing you on as a driver. Absolutely. But... Uh, we made maybe a silly mistake at the last rally there. Uh, we went to the event with the idea, we'll just drive through this rally. We just need to finish. We'll not get sucked into a battle. So what me and Sean did on the recce was we, every note say I'm six fastest, a six was a five and a five was a four. So I changed my pace note system and it completely did not work. I didn't like it. Sean didn't like it. 
and there were some corners it was coming in too, maybe 15 mile, not, mile or two slow, and then the next corner up the road, it was maybe, you know, carrying too much speed, and I just we couldn't work it out at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, such was the position we were in. If I was ever in that position again, I would make my pace notes and drive accordingly, if you know what I mean. So it's just things you pick up, and uh, in this game, you're never done learning. No, that, that's always a great thing I always find about rallying. You, every day is a school day, as they say. And like, Sean, you'll have that now in the back pocket if you ever get into that position again. You'll just say, no, we'll keep the head here. We'll just keep doing what we're doing. It works every other rally. We'll just stick with it. Yes, Kyle said in the recce, we'll be driving slow and we'll be taking it steady. But there was driving slow and then there was driving slow. I was worried that everybody thinking I was driving in the first stage. <laughs> Uh, it was actually it was nerve wracking, but he done the right thing. Yes, of course he did. You know, rather taking on necessary risks, but uh, I think it just nearly made the nerves worse. So it did speed up a wee bit in the later stages. Uh, not much, but but did speed up. But yeah, I think yes, if, as you say, I would have that there in the bank again going forward in that there position would know exactly what to do because the two of us was, and it was great to see Kyle nervous for a change. He was he never gets nervous. So it was great to see that there. Even his dad said, I've never seen him like this in my life. And I'd never seen him like it. So when he was nervous, that made me nervous. So the two of us had to talk with each other and says, right, we'll just calm down. We'll know how to get through the rally. We'll know how to get to an end of a rally, you know. And we did, like, you know, but definitely, as I said, if the circumstances were different, I would need to go absolutely flat out for the win. I wouldn't have been one slight bit nervous yeah. because we've been in that position before, you know. But uh, yeah, it was it was slow but scary. <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose, Kyle, that was the whole thing. You knew if you made a, a mistake, Kyle McBride was there to pounce and claim the championship. So, like, yes, you want to drive. You know, like it's a natural instinct as a rally driver is to drive as hard as possible. To dial that back, that that must be a completely different concept. You know, or a completely different mindset. Maybe I should say, when you're you know when you're getting the countdown at the start of the stage. Yeah, that's it. Uh, the nature of the stages there were stages that you could really get your teeth into, but uh, what you find with that Welsh gravel especially, you have to be 100% committed. So you need to have the side of the tyre digging in on the entry of the corner to carry the speed. But I was near enough indicating coming into some of the junctions, you know, that sort of thing, near enough. But it was disgraceful at a point, but... Uh, I got back in the service and I was undoing my belt singing, no, we're here, happy days, happy days. And I got the dirtiest look coming into the front and screen from my dad. He just says, what are you doing? I didn't come the whole way over here to watch you drive around this, this rally like this. He, so he wasn't very happy with that. But uh, there was just a couple of different things with a wee problem that we had with the, with the boost pressure as well. So it, uh, it was maybe the sensible thing to do to back off and uh, preserve the car a bit. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, never you know you had them boost pressure uh, issues at the start. Of, you know that was on the first stage. Was it in the back of your head? Oh no, here we go again. Or was it no? You know, I know what this is. Don't be panicking. It's nothing to you know. This will not stop the car. Just keep the head. Yeah, well, it was just uh, you'll always have that in the back of your mind. You know, you're you're driving out of service and you hear a rattle that wasn't there before, or you hear something completely out of the ordinary. Sean coughs at the wrong angle. You know, there's so many different things running through your head at that point. Uh, whenever we were driving over to the recce of the rally, the recce car broke down, <laughs> and uh, that was actually just coming off the boat at uh, Liverpool. So we got there. Then, whenever we're driving out to the first stage on the Saturday, 
uh, we've got a, a flat back right wheel. So I was I was ready to go into the stage, stop halfway through the stage and change it. But then I think the stage was delayed or something. So we jumped out, quickly got the wheel changed and then got back in again. So I was just so, so lucky that that happened. But uh, yeah, I just had it in the back of my mind. Something is going to go wrong. But thankfully, thankfully in the end, we got it. Yeah. And then, you know, finally crossing over the, the finish line, like, you know, at that moment, is it like, yes, we've done it, or, oh, that's good to get that over and done with, or, you know, what's the emotions at that particular time? Yeah, I don't think I need to say too much. I uploaded a video there without Interphone, <laughs> and uh, you can hear my reaction, and you can also hear Sean's reaction. Sean was a bit more, a bit more calm and composed, but I absolutely lost it coming over the line. It was basically three years of hard work just rushing out of me at that point, and uh, I just knew at that point, yeah, we've done and you know everybody that deserves it now has it so yeah, yeah. excellent and Sean same question to yourself like finally got over that line it's done it's finished is it relief or is it joy oh for me it was relief just to get that rally over we were going that slow it wasn't even enjoyable but uh, yes it was special to get over the line and like uh, Belair if I said there wasn't a wee tear in my eye but I didn't want to tell Kyle that you know or <laughs> live that down but yes, it was great when we got over the line. We seen Gary and Allen and R and R and Bax and Matt standing there, you know. And then it kind of and the roots action back down, and, and then didn't know it kind of sunk in then. But uh, and even the, in the past week or so, there's people there, you know, just congratulating you and stuff. People that you don't even think that would follow you, you know what I mean? There's people just all night people saying congratulations, well done, and you're like, you know, it, it sinks in and. It's nice now. It's definitely nice. It's enjoyable to have it all done, wrapped up. And as you say, there was a couple of years there, like when we were on the pace, but just bad luck let us down, you know, different things with the car and a bit of setup and stuff. You know, we small things that just took it away from us, you know, but it was definitely nice to get over the line. And as Kyle says, it sets us up going forward. We kind of have, I feel like in a way, like as a mom would say, you've got the monkey off your back, you know, mm-hmm. but definitely nice, enjoyable. Very good, very good. And Kyle, I suppose, you know, the, the inevitable question is, where to next? You know, like you have finally got the monkey off the back. Is there plans in place for 2024 yet, or is it just enjoy the moment at the moment? Yeah, well, no, we're definitely enjoying it. Um, it's, as Sean was saying there, just with the bad luck we had for the last three years, um, just for it to finally pay off, I have a lot the DGM Motorsport and Racing Rally for this year. They took the car at the start of the year whenever I couldn't get it working last year. And they sort of set up out for me. I give them my feedback. And this year it's been absolutely fantastic. So big thanks to them. But uh, yeah, there is plans in, in place. We're just cross, crossing the T's and dotting the I's at the minute. I can't say too much. But uh, there's a few few people I'd like to thank going forward. And uh, I'm sure in the coming weeks we'll uh, hear more about it. Yeah, and like you know, we mentioned before we started recording, you know, this wasn't just the two guys in the car, you know, and your dad and Alan. There was a lot of people who made sacrifices to get you, you know, get you finally to get this title. I'm sure you want to pay tribute to them though as well. Yeah, well, obviously, there's my wife Natalie. I uh, I gave birth to my baby girl on I think it was at a Wednesday. At, it was maybe half twelve, and then at ten o'clock at night, I was on the boat to go to uh, Digian. So, uh, yeah, there's just so many different things that uh, play into it, you know, family, friends, all the rest of it. But, yeah, it's just extra special to do it for them. Excellent. And, Sean, final word to yourself. 
like you know we said earlier the sky's the limit you know if there's anybody out there uh would be prepared to put their hand in their pocket and help Kyle in any way you'd encourage it and say oh yes definitely encourage it and we'll pay them back with good coverage <laughs> but hopefully pay them back with good results but uh yeah, as Kyle says there, like, as he thanked Natalie there, I'd like to thank Charlene and stuff. It's all the sacrifices that people make that make it all the more special. You know what I mean? Like, moving work around, moving children around, you get stuff, people minding children, different stuff. You know, there is sacrifices to be made. You know, as you say, everybody sees Kyle and myself, you know, in the camera or on Facebook and stuff and what have you. But that's only part of the picture, you know, and it takes a lot to get a good result. And that's what actually makes the good results more, all the more special, you know. And when people congratulate you, you know, you're just overwhelmed with everything. But it's really great, you know, it is nice. And it's, as I say, we'll bask in this bit of sunshine for a while. So thanks there to the two guys. And, you know, hopefully that sounds exciting. The, the plans that Kyle there seems to have bubbling under. So we'll keep eyes and ears open for that in the next few weeks. Um, Connor, we mentioned it before, this stratus the attention that attracted last weekend. That noise, that Ferrari V6, oh my God. <laughs> it's an, look, it's a beautiful car. It is so well prepared. It's in immaculate condition. I, I, I got the opportunity to see it up close and personal at um, the Autosport show a couple of years ago. Uh, and Steve Perez, like he, you know, you would swear the car was just, had just rolled off the production line. You know, it, it's in mint condition. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And like the effort and the work they've put in, like you know, you know, it was damaged badly in a fire there a couple of years ago. And to come, you know, and get it back again, as you say, in condition that's uh, you know, why anyway want to take that thing in through a forest as long as it's another <laughs> But that's suppose that's what it's built for and that, you know. And you know, to to be able to do that, like then to be able to share it with so many people. Oh, look, you know, it is bringing it to the fans and, and getting, you know, and people getting the opportunity to see it. And again, a testament to where historic rallying has come now and the popularity that it has now. You know, when you see the amount of attention, the amount of social media posts and clips and video clips out there now, of the historic cars, especially in the build up now to the REC, like it's just incredible how, how popular it is now. Yeah, and like we also should mention is our own uh, Martin McCormick and Barney Mitchell won the, the Acropolis Historic Rally, you know, around the, the last round of the Historic uh, European Championship. Uh, how good was that? Like, two of the nicest men you'll meet anywhere in, uh, in rallying, full stop, and to do what they'd done last weekend against four-wheel drive opposition on gravel, and look the horrendous conditions at time as well. And, you know, one of my all-time favourite escorts, LIB 1800, like, you know, that car has been there right through my childhood. So I think that just is such a special story. It is. And the escort looked fabulous and in the white, you know, for a change. We're used to seeing it in red and it was in the white. It was lovely. And and again, you know, a tough event to do. Like, you, we all know the Acropolis is a car breaker in the WRC events. And really, at the historic level, it's not much different. No, definitely not. You know, probably maybe even maybe worse of that, you know. So like to to come through that, and then you know their teammate as well, Ernie Graham and Karen, his wife, taking a fine third overall, and then also another member of the team in the top ten as well. Gr great weekend for the Flexi Fly Rally team. Oh look, yeah, look, you know, 
fantastic they all came together and uh what do you call it you know we're able to do the event uh, as a team and uh, yeah a very strong result very strong you know really did show uh the amount of work they'd put in behind the scenes to, to get themselves there and the preparation of the cars yeah yeah you know like we see barney and marty they've been on the podcast here and it's all good crack you know but there's a lot of hard work goes on there in the background as well you know it's not all giggles no, definitely isn't. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, it, it, it is. A, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that we don't really get to hear about. Mm-hmm. And like you know, the brother Greg, Greg, you know, will you know sweat blood and you know tears, whatever, to get Marty out there and get him competing. Like, and that's you know that's fantastic to have that kind of backing there for you. It is. Oh, look, Greg has become the ultimate team manager there with his brother. Uh, he really has. Like, I, I remember oh, going back many moons ago, you know, Greg preparing his own escorts for the likes of Donegal and different events and, you know, working all hours and right through the night, you know, to get a car ready to, to get it up to Donegal the next day for the international. So, yeah, no better man for, for, for you know, getting it, making sure the car was ready to go and, and well prepared. That's for sure. That is for sure. But anyway, without, you know, with any more of us talking, I think we'll hear from uh, Gary McElhaney and, and uh, Martin Brady then about the Malton Rally initially. We'll talk about the Stratus and then a bit of Donegal Harvest as well. Martin, you took a fine third place overall and Gary, you were probably inside one of the, the cars of the of the event, the Stratus. Um, the Stratus was like internet sensation, maybe it would it be fair to say. Um, yeah, uh, what can I say about her? Um, I suppose maybe you could call it ticking a box to sit in something like that. Um, I, I, I was briefly in it in Goodwood, uh, festival speed was Steve Perez, uh, I think it was 10 years ago, but that was only just a bit of fun, I suppose. But uh, this event was a bit more serious, uh, so. No, it just couldn't be sitting there. It's just it's definitely something different. You wouldn't get too many opportunities to sit in something like that. Yeah, and like the noise, you know, like everybody's raving about the noise, the, the Ferrari P6 in the back. Do you get the full vibe of that whenever you're sitting in, in the co-driver seat? You get a bit of it, but you don't get as much of it as you think you would. Uh, you know, you'd think we listen to it outside that it would be absolutely deafened inside. But... Um, no, with good helmets and stuff now, it's not as loud at car as you would think. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, Martin, for yourself yourself and Andrew Purcell went over and done the, the event in the polo, a fine third overall at the end of the day. Yeah, we, we nipped across and um, we'd been talking about doing a rally together for a while and it just came up that the Malton suited. So that was the plan. We, we, we went across with no big plan in mind, only just to do a rally for the sake of doing a rally. We didn't go that terribly hard. He's he's very new to that car, so um, it was interesting for me to see what Apollo was like on gravel compared to what they are on tarmac. And for sure, they're a good car, but it was very much just a learning exercise. Um, you know, we went over last minute, came back straight away, so the result was good. Yeah, the result was a bonus. Um, we knew going into the rally that those stages had been used on the track rod. Certainly, two of them had been used almost identically on the track rod this year. And the middle stage then was, you know, it's quite familiar to most people. I've been over a lot of it in reverse before. So you're you're going to a rally where um, people have been fresh over and it's had a rally recently. So bits of it were a little bit rougher than maybe you would expect. And I'd say a lot of that was to do with the rain because there was torrential rain there and that made the stages very slippy. 
So it was one of those days if you stuck your neck out, you could be standing on the hedge, you know, waiting for a lift home. So we definitely didn't want to do that. So we we tipped around and we were we were, you know, glad to finish third and uh, it was a nice handy run back to Hollyhead stop and have a bit of grub and talk about the good old days on the way back down the road and just a, a nice weekend and you know even it's funny like um we were in at the driver's briefing and there was another co-driver there up chatting to gary and i about the harvest and he was talking about it and i was saying i have no idea gary was saying he'd, he'd a big announcement like who was going to co-drive for him and we were having a bit of a laugh about that you know um but uh yeah that was a relaxing weekend last weekend and uh we're planning another one next weekend, a bit of fun. Excellent, excellent. Uh, but I suppose before we get to that, Gary, like, I suppose the whole idea of the Moulton was the, the, the pre-RSE rally hype. Um, like you got an event under your belt in the car. Um, will it give you a bit more confidence now going into the RSE now in a few weeks' time? Um, definitely. Well, should it give us more confidence, but anyway, she turned out to be a nightmare, to be honest with you, uh, on the slippy conditions. Uh, we really, really struggled with setup. Um, just kept wanting to turn itself around the road. If you got a bit of muck or stuff from the little bit of slide, you just wanted to spin around. Um, so we struggled a lot with setup, but probably a good thing if we had started the first day of the RAC with that setup, I think we probably would have been home in the evening. But, um, she was really bad now. But the boys are having another. Test out planned to uh, maybe uh, next this weekend. I think they're planning to go testing again to see if get our hand a bit better. But um, it's a, it's a it's a really cool car. It, it's it's it sounds the videos of it, it's unreal. Um, will it go well in RAC? I think it's more of a. I don't think it's competitive enough for the escorts or the Porsches. Um, I think Seb would, if he's going to go to the RAC to have a big result, he'd better take his Porsche. Uh, if he wants to go to the RAC, you know, for the Stratus experience and, and the spectators, etc., um, take the Stratus and have fun. But as a result, and as far as I can see, I think it's going to be a. We would, I think, we'll do well to be in the top ten. Well, you do well to be in the top ten with the crowd of uh, people that have entered, but. Um, no, I think it's going to be an experience to do the RAC in her, and uh, it'll be a bit of fun, I think. But as for result-wise, um, I think we'll not beat our second for all the last time we were there. We definitely won't be that, I think. <laughs> and like Martin speaking, the RAC rally, yourself and Kyle Tilly are, you know, you're all about doing these rallies with like uh, an element of adventure in them, and like they don't get much more adventures than the, the RAC in UK rally. No, they don't, and I've been fortunate enough to do the RAC uh, twice now with Seamus Burke and uh, very much enjoyed the challenge of it. There, there is a lot of work. It's, it's before the rally. It's certainly a, a, as tough a rally as any co-driver will do because it's back to the old school of organizing a chase crew and that kind of thing. And that's I, I like that. That plays well for me. Um, so I like that bit of it. Uh, I like the rallying in the dark. Um, you know, it's it's one of those rallies. I remember Neil McCants, a, a guy that's no longer with us and was a great character. He spoke one day when we were coming back in a boat from a rally. He said, you know, these old rallies, he says, we only really enjoy them when we've done them and we're looking back on them. And the RAC is a bit like that. You know, when you're 
11 o'clock at night in Kielder and you still have another stage two and you have head back to Carlisle for a service. It it can be wet and miserable, but it's it's a nice bit of torture, I think. I, I like it for that. And this year, it's going to be a massive challenge. Um, it's a much longer route than it has been in other years. It's 32 stages, the last stage being a very long stage. I think they're they're aiming to have it as the, the longest stage in UK rallying since the Network Q RAC um of old back I think in the Impreza days so it's 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 that's going to be a big one and you know you need to be at the end of the rally obviously to get through that one I think it is going to be very much uh keep your nose clean sort of a rally and you know Gary talks about how difficult it'll be to finish in the top 10 I think we'll have a good answer for that after the first day you know there's a lot of superstars there there's going to be a lot of big egos there's a lot of guys that will want to be at the top of the timesheets on day one you know, I think the, the competitive element is going to come out in this rally like it never has. So by the end of day one, you'll have a good idea of just, you know, how heavy the pace is and if everybody can stick it, because unfortunately, the law of averages, I don't think everybody will. They, they can't, you know, you're in as, as good as cars are built nowadays. You're still in older machinery and things can still go wrong or there'll be plenty of places to catch out. You know, the weather will be a big thing. So for the spectators and everyone at the front of the field the first couple of days there are they're going to be electric like it's 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 going to be good as i say it'll be the most competitive i think you just have to look at the names that are there so i our plan is to go and enjoy it try and get every mile of it kyle came to the rally last year spectating on it when we were doing it and he just was enthralled by the whole thing and said uh, sorry, in 20, where were we now? 2019 yeah, 20, when it was last on? 20, uh, yeah. 21. Yeah. Oh, sorry, 21. Yeah. So I did it in 19 and 21. Gosh, I'm getting old and forgetting. Um, and he's, you know, said it's it's a rally we absolutely have to do the next time it's on. So that was the plan. Um, although we haven't been in the car together since March, uh, racing stuff has been busier and busier because there's just more and more happening. So we planned to do different rallies and then just something else came up and we, we haven't been in the car uh, we planned on doing Carlisle, planned on this. So at the minute, uh, we'll get some miles in Sweet Lamb on the Monday before the RAC. So we'll be quite rusty in that sense. So we'll definitely be playing into the let's just play ourselves in and get finished. And as I've told them, for a guy that's used to doing a 24-hour race and being in the car for, you know, however, 10, 11 hours of that, um, it shouldn't be a problem to will be, will be grand, but it'll be yeah. Looking forward to it. I think there'll be a good atmosphere. There's so many of us doing it. Um, I'm sure we'll have good laughs and good bits of crack at, at some point during the rally too. There'll be plenty to enjoy as well as the the competitive side of it. And uh, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be good. Yeah, and like Gary, we've seen the last time in 2021. Like the rally's never over until it's over. Like the the final morning, the way it just shook out. So, like, you know, you're saying, you know, if you can get to the finish, like, you'd like to think possibly maybe top 10 or whatever. But, like, it was unbelievable the way the whole event changed on the, the final morning last year. Suddenly, you know, you just were up onto second and it, Ryan Champion was in the lead. And, like, I'm sure Ryan would admit he wasn't the fastest driver over the weekend, but it was, you know, I suppose the, the, the old dog for the hard road paid off at the end of it. Oh, definitely. We were forced overall going into the last day and we were quite happy with that um surely would love the podium but we were quite content with force it was a good solid drive um said you know he, he's he's 20 he was 22 years of age i think that point maybe 21 and it was a good solid drive to drive for five days in them conditions and um 
Next thing we start first stage in the last day. Um, first person we come off come off was Price. Washi Price he was off. Had a rock or something so something happened to his wheeler or maybe he fell off without had nothing. I'm not sure what happened, but he was sitting on the side of the road and he off. And then uh then we come on Paul Barrett. And we just could one stage we went from fourth overall to second overall. It was just unbelievable and from then on then we just cruised the rest of the day. We were nice and we thought safe enough in a position. Aiden Heather was coming hard of course behind as he would do. Um but we just needed to kinda of keep them at bay and um cruised round finished second overall. I mean we started the rally never ever thinking we could be in that type of position at the end. You know, a top five would be mega for us. That rally's it's just so tough. Um Martin will tell you there, like it's, it's, it's on a co-driver and a driver, but a co-driver especially, it's really, really tough rally to keep the cool in just day after day after day and snow and ice. Just tough conditions. Like. I think Martin, I suppose, I think what Martin, or Gary is saying there, that, you know, the rally goes through everything like you for, you know, for those five days. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a rally that you can make it easier on yourself by the, the prep you do before it because... Um, you know, being familiar with your roadbook and being switched in with your service crew and where they're going to be, and that you know, when you start into the rally, you have a definite plan for all that sort of stuff because it's it's not a rally you can wing or pull together on the fly, because by the end of it, you know, you're 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 getting tired. You're asking a lot of your service crew as well, because the guys are out doing you know chase crew management, um, to give it its politically correct title. <laughs> And um, you know, you've you've all that going on. So it's by the time you come to the end of it, like and as Gary said, you know, we started that last morning going into Walters Arena and all of a sudden you have Ocean Price at the side of the road, you come over another crest and you have Gordy standing with an okay board, and it's hang on, this rally is far from over yet. And then we left what like you know, the last day on paper looked pretty simple. You had your two stages in Walters and then we had uh, another two stages um up the map a bit. One of them hadn't been used in something like 18 or 19 years. And um, we went into it and it was so, so slippy. Like it was grass up the middle of the road. And even at a conservative pace, um, there was people off in there. And, and we found that tricky. So it was, it, you know, last year was a sting in the tail from something that looked simple. This year, there's a very uh, deliberate spring in the t- sting in the tail, I should say, with this long stage. So... Yeah, it's it's look, it's a tough rally, but where else are you going to get it? You know, where are you going to get something like it? It's it's a monumental undertaking from the organisers who are the the backbone of the historic championship in the UK as well. So they've been working all year on on running that championship, and it's 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 a massive task to to run this rally. And and when I've done it, they've they've ran it well. They've you know kept the whole thing moving very well. So you know that's that's not it's not easy on 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 anybody but it's i think the people that will get the best out of it this year is the spectators because you know imagine being you know on the side of the road in dalby or kielder or wherever we're going um and hearing those you know bdas coming barking and then you'll hear the 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 stratas coming which i think win lose or draw um that car and those guys in it are going to be stars of the rally this year because it just sounds so cool. It's 
it sounds like it's doing 200 mile an hour as it comes as it's coming towards you and i've only seen it in the the videos i mean i was joking with gary there after the rally that i think he's probably uh he and seb are the most photographed people in europe after the weekend because everywhere you look on facebook it's people just getting super excited about the stratus and, and why wouldn't they it's something different and it's something so cool and um it, that's you know that that's a, a brilliant part of it and um it's it's just it's a great entry list, even that you know it's even further back. There's just you know when you're starting the rallies in the morning, you're you can be walking around and looking at cool things like you know there'll be galants and different things there. Um, just there's there's stuff all walks of life. Guys doing it in old sabs and things like that. It's mm -hmm. it's just cool. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then, like, I suppose there's probably a joke in it, like, you know, what you get if you put two uh, rally co-drivers into the one car. But this is what you're going to do this weekend, the Harvest, Gary. And um, will it be hard to have to listen to somebody rather than do all the talking? Ah, not at all. Martin's easy to say. No, uh, I was having a doing Harvest, but anyway, uh, asked Martin uh, was he available and he had a cut in America, but uh, that's not happening now, so I'm glad to uh, have him on board for the weekend for a bit of for a bit of crack and um, have much. Martin's probably looked at more stuff than I have. All I know it's up Chrysler direction, so um, we're going to do a recce on Friday, hopefully, and um, all going to plan. We'll um, we'll do the rally on Saturday and listen. So I bit of crack. I don't think we're right too serious. It's quite for a day's fun. Uh, Martin will be taking it more serious than me, so it'll be uh, it'll be hopefully get a few slides and a crack going. And like, you know, the last few years you've been probably become better known now as a co-driver than the driver. But like you've done a, a you know a fair few events over the years. Like, would you have a rough idea roughly where you're at in the total of, of drives now? Well, well, we, I did talk about this with Martin earlier, and. Uh, this is going to be according to EWRC, including there's three show events in it that have drove. But um, this is going to be an event number one hundred driving. Um, so I'm not sure if there's anything else in there missing, but uh, I'll send around that anyway. Um, so Martin has uh, five hundred and something, probably five hundred and fifty rallies co-drove at this point. So. <laughs> Um, it's it's going to be doing event number hundred with um, somebody's experience with Martin on board. So, um, I might quit off this weekend. This could be my last rally. <laughs> <day. laughs> so, like Martin, number one hundred for Gary. Um, as Gary alluded to there, <laughs> you have a few more uh, uh -huh. on on board than that. I'm gonna say if this is five forty-seven. I think <laughs> I do know. I looked it up. Um, because. He's driver number 115. So I had this joke. I have sat with a co-driver once before as such that I can remember, and I hope I'm not insulting anyone that I've forgotten, but I did uh, Banner Beach with uh, another good friend of ours, Ross Ford. And since that, he's in the phone as number, I can't I can't actually remember what he was now, but uh, probably changed Gary's name in the phone now to number 115. <laughs> look, looking forward to, to a good bit. Bit of crack, actually. Sorry, yeah, sure. I am forgetting someone like Andrew Purcell was a, course, a, yeah. a national champion as a co-driver. So I have sat with co-drivers before, and um, seem yeah, I seem to I seem to get on well when I sit with co-drivers in the car, and I seem to get on well when I'm sat with any racing drivers in the car. So I'm sure that'll continue this weekend. But definitely, the plan is just to you know we'll we'll have a fun a fun weekend. Um, 
you know, I feel honoured to sit with a guy that has many times had the title of entertainer of the rally in the Donegal International. So if we don't win that for the harvest, I'll be very disappointed. Um, so there's that. I, I hope I hope that prize exists. And if not, we'll just have to we'll have to make our own one. You know, award ourselves entertainers of the rally. Gary, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, up until the, the last few years, the, the rally has been a closed event for Donegal Motor Club members. It's attracted 115, 116 entries. I think now it's been opened up to everybody. Like that says something about the the strength and depth of rally in the county that can can attract such a strong entry. Well, it's open now to, to everybody else, is it? I think so. Yeah, that, that's the oh, that, that's the, the story oh, that's going to been been put out oh, there. Definitely. They'll get a few. They'll get a, a few more then of boys that were what many club members that be keen to do it. Get around out for the end of the year. Oh, that's good news then. Mm-hmm. Oh well, it'll fill. I know it's a few days away, but there'll still be more boys entering now as a last man. Uh, for sure. Uh, the harvest office as well, like even the mini stages and stuff that Donegal would have ran over the years always got a well decent entries and um sure you know yourself the county's fuller I like yours here. So you know the ball of yarn sixty or seven grade. Mm-hmm. And like you know, it's like it's not you know it's real good strength and depth entry as well too. You know, like the top ten would be a, a quality top ten anywhere in the country, and like you know, class fourteen, class thirteen, class twelve, every class it's so well supported as well too, which is great to see in running at this time of the yeah. year. Yeah, so the, I mean the 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 quality of the cars in this country, uh, and county of Donegal, it's crazy. It's it's unbelievable. All the top cars. When I'm co-driving in different countries, people will always say, "But you know, oh, you're from Ireland. You are so mad about rallying there." And, and from afar, they think we do not hear about rally. You know, they don't hear about any other sport. You know what I mean? Uh, compared to rallying, and they just think. I think if they think if they came here, they'd imagine there's just rally cars driving about all day every day. <laughs> so popular. Um, but no, it's good. It's good. It's good to see because it wasn't around the championship or nothing. It's good to see um, the boys get the identity for their event, and um, hopefully now it'll it'll, uh, it'll fill now if it's open to non-club members. It'll fill on out now. Mm-hmm. And like Martin, I suppose final word to yourself. Like you know, probably what Gary is saying there. You've travelled the world. You've seen the Irish rallying through other people's eyes. Like has it that reputation across the globe that you know it's a welcoming place and it's. You know, it's rally mod here. Yeah, definitely. Regularly, I will be asked either at rallies, you'd have people sending you a Facebook message, you know, I really want to come to Ireland. I really want to compete. I really want to see a rally. You know, and the the rallies they're always asking about is Donegal and Killarney. They're the two that people always talk about. And, uh, you know, then when, when Ken, for the Americans, when Ken Block came um, to do Donegal, that, that shone a big light on, on Donegal and the stages and, you know, you have people saying to you, the scenery, they, they can't get over Nakala or Atlantic Drive. And then they look at Incar. Uh, you know, they talk, to, people would say to you that they can't grasp how long our stages are, how much road we have. And I suppose for somebody sitting and watching Incar, Nakala, you know, where you started, you have the beautiful view of the sea and all that. And then you get to the end. What to us is normal enough, but to other people, how narrow and how bumpy it is. And the, the commitment and the speed they they just can't wrap their head around it so yeah people and and the other thing of course you know many years ago we were the the 
country in the world that had the most world rally cars. And, you know, that always comes back in conversation. And, um, you know, I would speak to people now that have cars from that era in, in collections or are rebuilding and stuff. And you're chatting to them. Like if you take, for example, just an S9 Subaru, if there's anybody in the world that has an S9 Subaru, it has driven a stage in Ireland. So that's shows just, you know, the reach we have. And uh, it'll probably be the same with a lot of the R5s, you know, so many rally cars will have turned a wheel in this country. So it, it's we for a country of our size, we we reach pretty far, you know. So uh, it's going to be some crack with them two boys now on Saturday. Uh, the Harvest Rally, you know, touch wood at the moment. <laughs> the weather is looking fairly favourable for Saturday up around that area. So we can but hope. Um, another really interesting fact that I know is just looking down through the entry list. It's the amount of father and sons out there. You have Declan Boyle with Matthew and Michael out doing the event. Donna with Eamon doing it, and then Daniel Doherty and his son then out doing it, his son out doing it in the micro as well too, you know. So like I think Adam, sorry, I meant to say Adam in the micro. So you know, it's great to see the next generation coming along. You know, we know all how successful those three guys were in their time. So the next generation coming up, we keep talking about the youth coming up through and rallying how important it is and how vibrant it's making the sport. Things like that, I just love seeing. Oh, look, you know, it's lovely to see, you know, father and sons out competing and can, competing against each other. Not not that they're sitting in the, you know, mm-hmm. driver and co-driver seat. They're actually out competing against each other. And I'm sure adds a bit of extra rivalry to the whole thing as well. That's for sure. That's for sure. And, like, you know, um, only recently the event got opened up to non-Donegal Motor Club members as well, too. So that might bring an extra few exciting entries in the next day or two as well. So we can but hope. And another guy there, too, is John Bonner out doing it in the, his mark, too. Like the the night we had with John there, you know, a few weeks ago, with having the special with his dad, that was that was a special night. I know it was a fabulous night. It really was, and uh, yeah, listen, John's a lovely guy, and and it'd be interesting to see how he gets on and competing, and you know, as well as that, like if you look down through that entry list, what there, there's four polos, is there, and and three Citroen C three, so like you know, a nice little top ten there for sure, for sure. So yeah. We'll keep an eye on it and no doubt we'll talk about it more next week. So that was Season 2, Episode 35. Until the next time, take care, speak soon and bye.